The truth is, I probably should get up and get this done. I mean, it's important, right? What happens if I don't get it done now? What are the consequences? Yeah, but I don't really feel like doing it now. I got plenty of time before I can get it done. And the truth is, if I plan it well, and I take my time, and I focus, I'll probably even do a better job. I mean, there's so many other things I can do now that are probably even just as important, if not more important. How many of us can relate to that little tug of war that goes on in our head called procrastination? Join us as we talk about procrastination, where it comes from, what's the context to it, is it helpful or unhelpful? We hope you enjoy. This is Mental Filter. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Mental Filter, where we talk about anything and everything you can possibly think of, all through the lens of mental health and uh, through the lens of mental health professionals. And so thank you for joining us. My name is Shmuel Fischler. I am a clinical social worker, and I own and run a practice just north of Baltimore. It's called CBT Baltimore. And with me, again, I have our co-host for today, I'm going to call him Andy this time, not Andrew like I did last time, Uh, Andy Santanello. And Andy, please just reintroduce yourself to everybody. Hey, everybody. Uh, This is Andy Santanello, clinical psychologist, um, owner of Santanello Psychological Services. If you want to check me out on the web, it's santanellopsych.com. So happy to be back. Thanks for having me back, Shmuel. Of course. Of course. And these are fun. I love the topic for today. It's, um, we were just doing this right before we started recording. We were. <laughs> <laughs> we were procrastinating and we were sort of like, you know, pushing this off and until we, you know, until we were like, okay, fine, we have to do that. <laughs> now, I, I think what I love about this topic is how creative we are. And I'm sure you can, you can maybe share some stories about yourself and I, and I can too, whether it's about myself or people that I know is we are super creative on kicking the can down the road. Yes. <laughs> I mean, we would rather do like literally anything else than sometimes do the task in front of us. It's true. <laughs> it's true. I mean, I'm trying to think of something that like I just, you know, just always find myself pushing off. It's probably like paperwork for mm-hmm. me. Um, notes. Yeah, notes. Notes for me. Like <clears throat> Um, every, everyone has something, whether it's professionally in their job or something at home, uh, taking out the garbage, cleaning the basement, uh, in the bed, uh, you know, cleaning the attic or whatever it is. So now my my wife and I, and my wife and I have, you know, had to get a couple of things done with the house and, uh, really it just was a matter of calling somebody like picking up the phone and calling someone and it's been months and finally I did a couple of things this week and I was texting with my wife and I was like that wasn't that wasn't difficult at all and I know this lesson and I keep learning it over and over again but it just doesn't stick I still still want to procrastinate right and it, that's that's the thing it doesn't have to be something big no it, it could be something small and even it could be something that is also super important Yes. Like there's a lot at stake here and yet somehow we're able to, you know, do this Jedi mind trick of, 
you know, of, of figuring out a very, very logical mm-hmm. way to push it off and good rationale and good reason and all that. So, and, and if, if people listening actually are, are open to sharing feedback and, and sharing with us, we would love to hear your creative way on procrastinating. I mean, like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, solve a, you know, very difficult mathematical equation um, rather than, you know, do the laundry, you know, or whatever it is. I'm going to build a homemade rocket ship. Um, yes, that's I, really important. <laughs> got to do that before I vacuum. Yeah, or before I, you know, make the appointment with my dentist that is like three years overdue. <laughs> so question is, Andy, Yes. Is procrastination a bad thing? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of a fan of the idea that nothing is necessarily good or bad. It's, I think it's in context though. You have to, is it serving you and is it helping you to move in the direction of the thing that's most important, I think is important. Well, and, and so along with that, there's always a story that my mind tells me about why I should be procrastinating. Like it's going to be easier tomorrow. That's the big, that's basically the verse, the, the main theme. Like it's going to be easier tomorrow or I'm going to have like more time tomorrow or I'm going to have being a better state of mind tomorrow or smarter tomorrow or feel like it tomorrow. Right. And, if we were only, if we were only uh, as good as debaters outside of our heads, yeah. <laughs> and we are inside of our heads. I mean, we would be master debaters. So convincing. Yeah, absolutely. And, and what did what was the saying you were telling me before? The oh, hard right. work. What was yeah. it? So hard work might pay off later, but procrastination pays off now. <laughs> yeah. You know, because you get that little bit of relief of not having to do the thing. Um, and that's and it's true. It's yep. totally spot on. It's accurate. It does. It work. It helps now. Question is, in the big picture, does it? Right. Is it actually helpful to us? Well, and so that is one of the problems with procrastination because to kind of um to override you know biology basically and and uh basic human drives you need to be able to do a little perspective taking because you know that little bit of relief that we get from procrastination is negative reinforcement and so by negative reinforcement a lot of people confuse that with punishment Um, reinforcement is always a a good consequence. So positive reinforcement is something pleasurable or, or positive or, or good is added to your situation after you do a behavior. So, you know, if you do something and you get 10 bucks afterwards, that's positive reinforcement. Negative reinforcement is something that we don't like is removed. So procrastination fits that bill because the thing we don't want to do is be stressed out by or taxed by the thing we're thinking about doing. And so when we decide not to do it, immediately there's a sense of relief. So in a way, in a way, it makes sense. Yeah, it makes total sense. Yeah, it makes total sense. It is doing something for me. But perhaps in the big picture or in hindsight, ultimately looking back, it's not so helpful for Mm -hmm. me, but it does something for me. And like you said before, which I completely agree with, I very rarely put something either in the good or the bad box because that's just, that's so uh, uh, concrete and, and all encompassing. It's more about let's try to just understand the functionality. Like what's this, what is this, what's the context? Like you said, what is this doing for me? What are some of the reasons why I may be doing this? Because the trap of doing that 
of good or bad, which lots of us do, it's a pretty common trap to fall into, is then it's like there's there's no way out of that. It's right. just we're in or out. So if I'm not in it, kumbaya. You know, everything's <laughs> awesome. Living the mm-hmm. life. And then, but if it's not, then then we're toast. You know, then we're, you know, down in the dumps. Yeah. And and so like another like version of the question, is it good or bad? Is it normal? Of course it's normal. You know, everybody procrastinates. It's part of the human condition, I think. It's not so much whether it's normal or good or bad as, you know, when this becomes your go-to strategy for trying to live your life. If the way that you try to handle, like if the way I tried to handle writing my notes after my sessions is was, was to procrastinate. Like I would never have to write my notes. So that would be, I mean, oh, that would be amazing. Yeah. yeah. It would be totally amazing until, uh, you know, I have a malpractice suit and I'm not being an ethical psychologist and I can't remember what happened in the last session and minor so, details, minor right, costs for, right. you know, for the greater good. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it makes sense to do it. it you know, it pays off in the moment. It, there's no denying it. It gives us a sense of relief. And so, if you're looking at things on the level of what's going to make me feel best, at least in the moment right when you're making the decision to procrastinate, there's no question that procrastination immediately clears some of that stress and anxiety off the table in that moment. Right. And I would almost, I almost wish like we can come up with a better word for it because mm. as soon as, as soon as, at least for me, as soon as like you hear or say the word procrastination, I don't know about you, but there's, it feels like there's a immediate negative connotation to it. Yeah. That, oh, I'm, ah, I'm just procrastinating. I'm a procrastinator. Like it's stigmatizing. Yeah. Not, not to say, look, don't get me wrong. I am not, I am not the one who jumps to sort of like excuse everything and just like, just let everything go and kumbaya, you know. It's word of the day, kumbaya. It, it is. Apparently it is. Um, <laughs> Maybe that's the word we use. Kumbaya. kumbaya. You're, are you kumbayaing? <laughs> so I'm certainly awkward. that's certainly a good not, first try. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, okay. Let's let's it's it's a journey. It'll evolve. Yeah. And certainly not looking to, you know, excuse or sort of like make it all good to, you know, never get to responsibilities. Not in the slightest bit. Right. At the same time, though, it's not again, it's back to, okay, just understanding it. It's it, procrastinate. It's, is it helpful to me or is it not helpful to me? And you, you mentioned normal before normal. I, I will never forget. I think I've told this to you before a long, long time ago, I had a psychiatrist who was in a, uh, a consultation group with, and she told us, she said, you know what normal is so normal is a setting on a washing machine. Yeah. Right. And that's it. I mean, like really like what is normal? Is it, but it's I a mathematical it. I mean, concept. It's average. Right. If you think about it, right? So it's it's a number that is really meant as a description for a group of numbers. Right. So is it is it typical? Is it common? So now let's let's talk a little bit and and I've in the past I've sort of compiled uh in my head uh and even taken notes on this on what are some of the contributing factors to procrastination. So well, have to, we come to, up with a new name yet? Besides Kumbaya, I would say, um, <laughs> I would say, I don't know, intentional what? delay <laughs> or sometimes mm-hmm. it's not intentional. I would say, uh, I don't know. 
Good question. We'll let, that, we'll let that simmer a little bit and come back to the, it. The, the image that comes to mind is, is, you know, the children today do not know the struggle of watching <laughs> an internet browser, you know, the circle. Oh, the buffering. Loading, yeah, the buffering. The buffering. The buffering. So that's a good word. Buffering. Buffering. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> okay. I like it. Buffering. Right. I'm buffering. I might be sitting here three hours later waiting for, you know, <laughs> the episode to, to upload from, uh, what was that? What was that? That became illegal to to rip a oh Napster Napster we're really dating yeah. ourselves now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know if anyone under twenty is listening to this anyhow. <laughs> but if you are, you look up Napster anyhow. So so some of the contributing factors, and there could be more than one. And the reason why I like this is that it sort of it, it creates a uh, a nuance. It creates a uh, a spectrum. It's not looking at something as all or nothing. It's just understanding the context, like you said, or what are some of the things at play here that might be, you know, contributing to me procrastinating this moment. So I certainly have a bunch of thoughts in my head about this. I'm curious, like, what are some of the things that, you know, you've thought about or realized that might contribute to someone? If we were to define, I guess, procrastination is pushing something off mm-hmm. that uh, is according to what you your responsibilities are or your priorities are technically should be done in the immediate future. Otherwise there's consequence. And yet you're still figuring out a way, like we said before, creatively to not do now, assuming that's sort of a loosely vague ranty type of definition. <laughs> I can work with it. Yeah. So what do you think? What do you think are some of the factors that play into procrastinating? Uh, you know, several, I think, uh, sort of the negative reinforcement thing that I was just talking about. I mean, it just, it's undeniable that when you push something off in that moment, at least it, there's that stress reduction, which is also something that serves to maintain procrastination because the more you do that, the more you're reinforcing that pattern of behavior. And so if uh, you experience that reduction in relief enough, then you're just going to be more likely to see that as your go-to strategy. So that's one. So if we get used to avoiding something that we don't like and we get used to taking, we'll call it a reprieve Mm -hmm. from doing something that we don't want to do for whatever reason, then that sort of reinforces itself again and again and again that, Hey, when there's something that comes up that needs to be done and I don't really, really really want to do it. I sort of like become second nature to not do it right away. Yeah. And then the consequence of that is the more you put things off, the less opportunities you have to demonstrate that you're competent. And so you, you might start to doubt whether or not you can do the things that you put off because you don't have the experience of doing it and succeeding at it. So then the story gets created about like, you know, it's going to be really hard or I'm not going to have the, the tools to do it. And then that fear of failure I think starts to creep in. And then there's a story about that. Like I can't, I'm going to, and that actually fuels the procrastination too. So um, you might say to yourself, well, I'm just going to really think and plan about this and really make sure I know what I'm doing before I take any action. So it looks like you're doing something because you're thinking about it, but really it's still procrastination because you're not actually doing the thing. Right. So let me be transparent and let me share right now this podcast, Mm -hmm. right? You know, we know each other for a while now, and I've brought this up along with other ideas of oh, yeah. things that are meaningful to me or they're creative or I would enjoy doing it. And maybe or maybe not, 
it will like pan out into something that's, you know, uh, concretely beneficial to me or to my business, whatever it is. Right. And so that's a, such a typical thing to, uh, and I've learned that, okay, yeah, well, let me do the research on how you do a podcast and what technology you need and who, you know, what exactly the image should be and, and who my guest should be and how long and all these things. And you can, like you said, you can very logically, rationally come up with reasons of why I'm not going to do it right now. And the irony is, well, pause for a second. Is it irony or irony? Irony. I think you, you say you irony. Sure? I've heard, I've heard both. I've heard, irony? I say, I say irony, yeah. I, no, irony. Yes. Okay. Now I'm doubting myself. <laughs> <laughs> I say irony, but I've also heard I run like iron. No. Oh, irony. Irony. Like, oh, a run. like your eye is runny. Okay. Refocus. Shmuel. Okay. <laughs> Back on, back on. Well, uh, we need to add that to the list of talking about pronouncing things. Yeah, definitely. So the irony is, is, is that the thought process and, and, and okay, you listeners, you can't control what we're saying right now, but I was going to say to stop me if we're getting like too clinical here, but I guess too bad. <laughs> I'll stop you. Um, I'm gonna put so it off, the irony is, is that the same rationale that we're sort of telling ourselves that we're trying to help ourselves out by provide relief and, oh, you need to prepare so you do it well is actually going to be counterproductive and go against what's valuable in the first place because you're not going to have that product because you're not going to do it. And like you said, it's going to make it harder to then produce because you're not going to feel like you're competent enough or skilled enough or, or whatever it is to be able to do it. So it actually is a hypocrite. That thought process is a hypocrite to ourselves because it's going to undermine what is actually valuable to us, which is the whole basis for that argument in the first place. I hope you all follow that. It basically (laughs) undermines your whole flawed rationale in the first place to procrastinate. Now, I want to add to the list here of some things that contribute. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you. So when I was younger, uh, mom, I love you. And I always used to try to debate, you know, this is classic, classic is making your bed. Mm -hmm. Right. So I find with myself, with other people, is is that we tend to stay away from being truly honest with ourselves about what it is we're about to do. So when you're talking about someone's values or what's important to them, and they might say, oh, this is important to me, but you got to look yourself in the eye in the mirror and say, is this really something that's valuable to me? So what does that have to do with making your bed? Sometimes you have to really ask yourself, do I really care about what it is that I'm about to do? So my argument, which never worked was, you know, Hey mom, like, what's the point of making your bed? I mean, just a couple of hours, I'm going to come home from school and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to mess it up. Right. What's, what's the point? There's no one coming to visit, right? No one's coming into my room. Nobody cares. I certainly don't care. And it's just inevitably going to get messed up again. Now, did I make my bed? No, you bet I did (laughs) because I need to, but my point is, is being honest that, you know what, maybe this is not really a priority. And this happens with, I mean, we can have a whole nother episode on the stages of change. I know, you, I know you and I can, and we can talk about how change happens in a whole nother. I don't want to go off on, on that tangent right now. But sometimes I'll, I'll ask people, is this, 
like, do you want to do this? Do you agree? Sometimes it happens between, let's say, a uh, someone and their parent or someone and their spouse. And when you really get down to it is, you know what? I don't really care about this so much. This is not really valuable as it is, to, as valuable as it is to you. This is not really a priority for now. And own that. Own that, you know what? This particular thing is not that important to me. I think, yeah, I see what you're saying. And, and sometimes that's where it ends up, but I, you ever know sometimes it can be tricky you know like you start thinking oh, i don't really care about this but it's not so much that you don't really care about it it's just it, it might be difficult or hard you know i i don't know i just sometimes those the mind can be really tricky it can it can take us to a place where we're starting to think and can try to convince ourselves that the thing we're avoiding doing isn't all that important that's such a good point, Andy. That's a really good point. There were some, some of the other things I had on my list was sort of like the negative beliefs that we have about it. So mm-hmm. whether it's our capabilities, another thing I had on the list of was something that was uncomfortable or painful or hard, or I don't think I'm going to do well. I'm not going to be able to finish sort of our approach to all these things. And you're a hundred percent right that sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes we sort of convince ourselves, I don't care about it because well, now why if we were to try to understand why would I convince myself that I don't care about it? Because if I convince myself that I don't care about it, then I don't get disappointed mm-hmm. that I don't do it or it doesn't pan out. We do this all the time. What is the first thing that somebody says after a relationship ends? I can't say some of those words. Right here. <laughs> I was just going to say, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, she's a, you know, or, you know, it wasn't meant to be, it wasn't meant to be. And Oh, in hindsight, all those things. And you know, he or she, this, or you get into a, um, you're in some sort of contest or competition and you don't win. It's like, Oh, the whole thing's stupid anyway. Like I don't care about, I think I care about a stupid metal. Right. Yes, you do. (laughs) Right. Yes, you do. But it's a lot easier. It's a, it's a protection of, it's a lot easier to, to not care than say I care. And then, Oh, I wasn't able to produce. The not caring thing, though, I don't, I mean, I don't think it really works, especially if it's something you actually do care about. What do you mean? Well, you know, you can't necessarily convince yourself long term that you don't care about something that you really do care about, because it's just going to keep cropping up, you know, And, and actually often, so I don't know if you can relate to this, but the things that we procrastinate on are are usually not always, but usually attached to things we really care about. You know, we don't want to screw them up. Either we're afraid of failure or we're afraid of success. Like what would this mean? And so the emotions that are kind of attached to that, like you can't feel upset about something unless you care about it. I think. Right. Like it's a scary thought if this were to become the number one podcast in the country. (laughs) So scary. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. But no, I get what you're saying. I, I, I'm going to push back a little bit on this because I do think that and maybe we're not disagreeing. It's about when I say I don't care. Mm-hmm. So I don't see the value in this, but if we can connect it to something that we do care about. Oh yeah. Okay. I see what so, you're saying. so, so for example, let's say like you didn't care about making your bed, but like maybe there was something else that you actually did care about. Right. Or let's say with documentation. So in one of my former jobs, there was like a heavy load of documentation, right? Mm -hmm. So did I really value the amount of documentation that was needed? No. Or does a high school kid, you know, necessarily see the value in, you hear this all the time, middle school, high school is like, why do I need to learn this? This is not going to help me in (laughs) life. And truth is I can't necessarily 
argue with that. And I don't know why that's the voice of a high school kid. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Fair enough. But maybe, yeah, maybe they don't really see the value of doing this term paper on this topic, which they think is just illogical or stupid or unfair or anything like that. But if we could connect it, hey, you know what? you do want a diploma, right? Well, why do you want a diploma? Well, I want to be able to go to college. Why do you want to go to college? Because I want to be able to get a job or I want to join a frat. I don't know, whatever your motivation yeah. is. Right. So if you can connect it to something that is important, but I do believe that, yes, there are things that we have to do that I really don't really see the value in, but there's a consequence to me not doing it. Right. Yeah, like in that moment, it's hard to see why this thing might matter, but it, you know, connecting that behavior with a the bigger picture. Right. Kind of in line with that um you, you know, we've been throwing around that that term values. I think there's a couple of things that most people have a desire for, like almost a yearning for, and that can be helpful with procrastination. So, one of those the things is self-direction. You know, I mean, I think most of us want to feel like we have some sense of agency in our life, that we're in control of our lives or not necessarily control, but we have some influence on what what direction we go in. And that's one of the things that procrastination takes away from us because we just get caught up in these patterns of just, you know, going around in loops and we never get anything done. So I think the times where I've been able to kind of break that pattern or work with folks and they've been able to do it a big part of it is help it like, like you've been saying, connecting with that yearning for self-direction and you know, what do you really want here? Do you really want to, is it more important for you to feel that sense of relief in the moment or there, are there bigger things that you're trying to do here? And is it more important to feel that sense of, you know, being in charge of your life or get that temporary relief? I don't know. What do you think about that? Right. That's the, I, I, it's a great point. And which sort of connects to another thing on the list, which is going to tie into what you just said is the control and realizing that I I am in control of my life. And sometimes one of the things I wrote down, I don't know how prevalent it is, is that sometimes when we don't want to do something and I'll be the first to admit that, um, you know, this happens to me as well is where it's coming from. Mm -hmm. So if I'm being told what to do, Right. And I know that I have to do it. And maybe if that person, if I wasn't even being told to do it and I just did, and it just came up on its own, I might do it, but because someone is telling me to do it. So if someone's telling me, you know what, it's probably better if you don't eat that donut. Right. So that will, you know, <laughs> I'll smash the donut in their face or I'm going to eat <laughs> three dozen donuts just to spite them. Right. But if I sort of came to that conclusion on my own, yeah. so that you reminded me of that because of like the control piece or being in control. So if sometimes my perception is, is that that person is trying to tell me what to do. And you know what? I'm going to take control of my life by not doing it. Mm. Okay. But you know what? That's actually not taking control of your life because you end up harming yourself because it is important. So sort of like reframing that a little bit is to, like you said, is, okay, so what is the direction I want to be in? It is up to me by me making the choices and not allowing these other things, whether it's some of the things we mentioned, we we're not going to get to all the reasons or some of the other um, beliefs, negative beliefs, or uh, we can have a whole episode on perfection that sort of, you know, trying to do it all, all at the same time and do it well the first times sort of, whatever it is sort of like reframing in um, 
in a way that's connected to what direction we want to go in. And we believing that we do have control over what our choices are going to be in spite of whatever these other things that are going on. At least I wanna... having that conversation, you know, bring yes. well, and it comes back to your questions at the beginning. Is it is procrastination is buffering good or bad? And I think Here it we really go. is. <laughs> Here we go. Just rolls off the tongue. Doesn't That's it? right. I was going to try to chill my R, but I think it's going to, that would be terrible. <laughs> buffering. That wasn't bad. Yeah. That's, that actually good. was terrible. Um, yeah. So looking at, you know, in, in context, you know, what's really important here? What, you know, um, what's the, what's, uh, what's mean, meaningful and what's, you know, going to be related to the most purpose and in your life versus, um, you know, uh, what's going to be the most comfortable, I think is a good question. Right. And, and I know that, our goal when we're doing these things is not to get overly clinical and get right. you know, too heavy or too deep. And, you know, if there's something really deeper going on that, you know, and procrastination is part of it, obviously you work with uh, you know, a professional on this, but to give maybe one little strategy um, mm-hmm. I think that I found useful is some of it, it comes to the planning of it. So aside of the planning of say, take a task of, I don't know, cleaning the yard. Okay. So if, and, and, or or a task, I'll I'll use two to, to use them for comparison or say I'm, I'm in high school or college and I have a bunch of assignments that are due. So part of the planning, I think, uh, traps are connecting to values. So instead of, well, my, I have some time on Sunday afternoon. I want to get the yard done because it needs to get done versus, versus, well, it, I like uh, I like a good-looking house. It's important to me. It's valued to me. Or I like uh, nature. I want to clean up in the back. Or mm-hmm. I like the aesthetics or whatever it is. And so as long as I do it, even if I only do part of it, then you know what? Hey, I did something that's valuable to me. And that relieves some of the pressure of getting it all done. When it comes to planning, what I find pretty often with schoolwork is is a uh, sort of scheduling we sort of we we push it off and then it mounts and then it, it it compounds itself and it's like mount everest by the time you actually sit down and doing it and i know people in school and i've been there hate to do it in incremental steps that's like bang it out in an all-nighter um let me let me i'm just gonna have eight red bulls and i'm just gonna you know pound it out and but at the end of the day breaking it up into bite-sized steps even though it feels like Oh, it's like, uh, I didn't do it all. I didn't finish it all. I'm breaking it up. And so something is just like planning, strategizing of having a schedule and breaking it up into these much smaller bite-sized steps can be, you know, it sounds so simple, but it could be really, really useful. I like that. Yeah, absolutely. Any other quick strategies or thoughts before we wrap up um, as people yeah. are potentially sure. nodding off at the wheel? um yeah i've got two quick ones one is and it sort of builds off the breaking things down is um sometimes just making the smallest physical movement in the direction of the behavior the target behavior what you actually want to do is is can be helpful so like for example if you're you're planning to like you to use your example to do yard work but you're laying on the couch and it's like i can't get myself up just like moving, moving a little bit, like moving your body in the direction of maybe I'll get up. And then once you do that, like putting both feet on the floor, 
like really breaking it down to the smallest almost pretending almost pretending or acting as if you were going to even if you don't really want to kind of but it's almost like breaking down it, it so you're talking about planning and, and breaking things down i'm talking about breaking it down to the tiniest smallest little behavior in the service of getting out and picking up the rake if, if you're on the couch the first thing might be just to to orient your body in a way that makes it like you're going to get oh, off. I got the it. So to compartmentalize the steps in the task. Yeah. And just focus on, and really, if you think about it, every little action in the uh, direction of moving towards that goal is, is in service of that value. So just that little wiggle to move toward the edge of the couch is part of the, the behavior. So that's one real quick one. And lastly, I think the other thing just to keep in mind is if the thing that is getting in the way of taking action is wanting to do it right, remembering how we actually learn things. And most of the time we learn things by trial and error. Um, so part of this might be making room for failure as a way of really learning what, you know, how to do things. So that, that's another little. Yeah, that's an important one. I wish we had more time because that's a really important one. And it's so true. How does a child learn to walk? They get up and they fall, get up and they fall. Yep. And, and exactly. by trying to prevent that is really not going to be helpful. Anyway, this is great, Andy. Thank you all for joining us if you're still listening. And we love to hear feedback, both positive and negative. I would say negative if it's constructive. I mean, leave the trolling for, you know, someone who cares about trolling. But we always want to grow and get better. And if you have other topics you want to talk that we want us to talk about, by all means, the best way to reach us for now is uh, regarding the podcast is info at CBT baltimore.com or if you see us sharing on any social media platforms obviously you can respond to that have a wonderful day see you next time see ya